0: Benifer is back, Brad and Jen are friends again, and Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. We're going to do something a little different today. And uh, what's coming up is me, Mallory Rubin, and Amelia Wedemeyer talking about the Love is Blind reunion. If you haven't watched Love is Blind, don't know what you're doing. It's really good. Run. Don't walk. Um, it's excellent. This is a portion of our conversation for the whole thing. You can listen to the Ringer reality TV podcast. Check that out. Subscribe, follow, etc. But... It's been really interesting to watch Love is Blind in comparison to The Bachelor. There's such different shows, though both about dating. And we in, in this conversation with Mal and Amelia, we get into the differences and we and sort of, you know, how this show, The Bachelor, approaches things just really differently. Obviously. Love is Blind is much newer, so it gives an opportunity to reset and approach it differently with the knowledge of 20 years of reality TV experience. I also just want to note it's the same EP as Married at First Sight. So I think if you notice some similarities, that is why. And it's just a great show. And I I think it's a, a worthwhile conversation for Bachelor fans. So please check it out. I hope you enjoy. And here's the deal for next week. Women Tell All is on Monday night, so we'll cover that on Monday night. And then... Fantasy Suites on Tuesday night. So we'll have that episode then. Callie and I will do both. I'm very excited. Maybe we'll have a special guest for Women Tell All. I'm not sure. We'll see. But I hope you enjoy this. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you also to Erica Cervantes, who edits Bachelor Party, and to Sasha Ashel, who worked on this Love is Blind episode. And uh, don't forget to check out the Ringer Reality TV podcast if you want more. I'll be back on Monday night. Talk to you then. Hello and welcome
1: to the Ringer Reality TV podcast, where today we're breaking down the reunion of Love is Blind season two. My name is Amelia Wedemeyer, and today I am joined by Juliet Lipman and Mallory Rubin. Woo!
2: Mallory!
0: Woo! I'm, yeah. I'm Juliet, but can't wait to hear from <sighs> Mallory. <laughs>
2: I'm overwhelmed. It's just such a privilege to be here with you both today. <laughs> okay, because
1: I've been doing all these with Juliet, which I love doing. Um, I kind of know her feeling on everyone on season 2. Mm. Can you give me a little rundown
2: of how you're feeling about season 2? It's a transcendent television experience. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I feel forever changed by it, forever altered. Mm-hmm. In probably ways both good and bad. <laughs> and it's it was hard to believe that it was even possible for this season to match season one—it somehow sure. exceeded it. I just I, the—I mean, I know. Well, I suspect we'll talk at the end at some point about the the ultimatum spinoff <laughs> reveal. The fact that we are now in <laughs> the—you know—I I, I spend a lot of time talking about nerd culture and fandom, so I live in the <laughs> the expanded universe world, right?
0: The fact exactly. that we are
2: in the Love is Blind <laughs> expanded universe now is one of the great shared honors of our tv viewing lives my only real knock on love is blind it's more like <laughs> how i think it limits our capacity to enjoy other things in its shadow <laughs> Wow. because it's so pure. It's like if you, I don't know how I guess it's like if you have really 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 good sex, like the right. best sex of your life and it's like can anything else ever live up to it? Are you just going to forever measure oh other reality yeah. dating shows against Love is Blind season 2? I think we will.
0: The answer is yes. Yeah. Definitely will. I I'm glad you brought up the extended universe because I think that's a really good transition to talk about the oh. laches which Ooh. we obviously need to do, but Just in general, like, this is so smart of Netflix because one thing that you just said that really resonates with me is, like, how do we we move on and enjoy anything else? (laughs) And, like, I don't want to move on. Like, I don't know. know, Like, more people have contacted (laughs) me about Love is Blind than, like, really anything else that has happened in pop culture in a really, really long time. Really? Like, people I don't usually text with have texted (laughs) me, like, because they know that I'm a fan. And that is funny. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this is like an incredibly unifying force. Uh, I like will wake up to text messages literally from people that I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were watching that, just like want to discuss it. And I don't know, like even even people you wouldn't expect love the show. I, I just it's it's a it's a really special phenomenon. It kind of reminds me of like Stranger Things season one. Oh where sure People are coming to it in their own time. But it's like a really big deal for Netflix. And you're like, wow, this changes the game. Because Netflix had reality shows. We all have watched dating shows. Similarly, nerd culture existed. Netflix had shows. But then Stranger Things came along and just fucking changed the game for them. And Once we entered the upside down, there was no going back. Yeah. Yeah. And it became a real cultural touchstone. (laughs) And I think we're in that territory again. I am not joking. No, I
2: believe
1: you. I mean, it is it is crazy because like this, I have a cousin who I love dearly, but we are born from different times and she's watching it. So it was fun to connect with her about it. And uh, and I'm seeing it younger.
0: Yeah. Oh, younger. interesting, because I don't know a lot of young people because I'm old. <laughs> so, like, what's the young person's perspective? <laughs> she lo- I mean, she's into it, too. She's like watching it.
1: I'm sure all of her like sorority sisters are watching it. Um, I think a lot of young people are really into the show. I know people all over Twitter that I didn't think were into it are into it as well.
0: So have you guys yeah. noticed um, Nick Vial trying to insert himself into the love is blind yes. extended universe? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I support it.
1: Okay, good for him. It's yeah, no, it's a good pivot. It's a good. pivot. Mallory
0: support always supports Nick and everything he does. As you
2: know, I track his Instagram closely to monitor how many new tattoos he's gotten every week. <laughs> a, lot. <laughs> a lot. Oh god! And I track it with great interest. So it was uh, it was hard to miss the the love is blind oh, content.
0: He's a god. new man. It's just a great great show. I'm um, so Mallory. It's so great to have you on board. <laughs>
1: Seriously, it's a thrill for me. A thrill. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So yes, let's. Can we talk a little bit about the Liches? Nick and Vanessa, they were here. They were earning their paycheck today. Or, I mean, as in the day it was released. The finale, Um, yeah. The finale, or the reunion. Excuse me. Reunion. What did you guys think of their presence? I mean, they were stern. Well, to
0: shake, obviously, but. Well, I loved it. I've been listening to 98 Degrees for hours ever since. (laughs) So, first of all. I I feel that there's just something that is a big industry trend that, as a society, we need to work on, which is 4K technology is outpacing male makeup on television. Oh I've my now noticed gosh. this. I've noticed wow. this with Owen Wilson and Mary Me, and now Nick Lachey in Love Is Blind season two. Oh, I I love ninety eight degrees. Yeah, like they're my first concert. I just I I live for them. And well, same. They were man. Wow. Where was the concert? What if it was the same one? <laughs> was it the one at George Mason? No, it was at the Beacon Theater. Okay. When we were in seventh grade? Eighth grade? Yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, they were my favorite. Incredible. They were
2: my boy band of choice growing up. My childhood bedroom was plastered with pictures of them from like j14 and tiger yeah. beat but oh but my i was not a i mean I, I you know i i loved 98 degrees in general but i wasn't a a, a nick oh. uh stan i was a jeff tim i was gonna Timm- say were you <laughs>
0: jeff because jeff is the hottest one yeah for i sure. loved him <laughs> <laughs> jeff is the chippendales one uh did you ever ah, see him right. at the waffle in hollywood because he went there a lot no we discussed that previously anyway <laughs> um i i just was like I just think that, like, as an, as an industry, the makeup people of America, really internationally, I know they can handle it, but I do think there needs to be some new makeup for men. Like, Vanessa looked amazing. I, I just, like, absolutely flawless. And I think that, like, entertainment production professionals know how to make women look their best on TV, but I don't think they know how to do it for men. And I just think that they deserve more ma- attention. So that was kind of distracting to me. But beyond that, I Will really...
1: A-Rod's makeup company <laughs> turn the tide for men in makeup? That's I don't know, I but know.
0: but I love that you know, um aestheticians can be paying attention to all people, not just women. Let's That's let's true. normalize New makeup market. for men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, okay, sorry, I totally interrupted you. Yeah. No, you no, you didn't. I've just been talking for a long time. But that said, appearances aside, love is it blind? I mean. I think we've got some questions on what is the point of this show. It's sort of like Apex Mountain. Is the point of the show to find love? Is it to find a spouse? Is it to find out if love is blind? There's a lot of different opinions circling out there. Vanessa, her anger with Shake really resonated with me, and I felt like she was all of us, but I just, like, absolute net positive from the Lacheys. I loved their presence. I love that Nick let Vanessa really lead, even though, obviously, he's Nick Lachey. And I don't know. I I love them. I this is this is great and they are the biggest winners of the expanded Love is Blind universe. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well,
1: especially because now they're going to be hosting that other show.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly.
1: It's yeah. unbelievable. Wild. I mean, I, I maybe that's why they weren't around for this show because they were ho- busy hosting the other show. Honestly, I think that might be it. Because it premieres in April. It's very soon. <laughs> so soon. Um, I, can't, I can't wait. It's a month away. I can't, I can't wait. Go. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the love triangle. Wait,
2: beto- wait, bef- oh, yes. before that, Mal, what did yeah. you think about them? Uh, I thought they were great. I was shocked by their the volume of their presence, by how actively they drove the conversation. Um, but I think it was really sound strategy because if that had not been the case and then we had gotten the ultimatum reveal and seen that they were hosting that... And had seen them previously for like a total of seven minutes in season two of Lava's Blind. <laughs> That's just my my headcanon for what the, the runtime was. But that feels probably not far off to what it was heading into the reunion. It would have felt, I think, like, bizarre. Yeah. But this kind of, it was like preemptive validation for sure. the choice. Sure. For their continued presence as our stewards and guides through this <gasps> social experiment. Uh. The number of times people said experiment, I wonder, I really hope <laughs> no one out there had set like a drinking game in advance, you know, take a shot every time yeah. you say the word, hear the word You're experiment, that would have gone quite, yeah, yeah, quite seriously. poorly, quite quickly. We heard the word experiment a lot, but I thought they were great. I, I loved when Vanessa got, as you already mentioned, like very uh, direct and pointed and heated and, and had no hesitation, no qualms about calling out shake. I thought Nick was actually quite forthright with his opinions too, and I thought, I don't want to, you know, overstate it and make it sound like they like achieved something monumental here, but (laughs) I actually thought that they were like pretty astute in some of their observations. For example, like not a headliner quite like the Vanessa Shake moment, but I thought that Nick... When he made that comment about how he felt like uh, Sal and Mallory were the ones that he couldn't get a read on and couldn't figure out, and yes. like, it always felt like there was something happening that we didn't see, yes, yes, that, like, sparked one of the more interesting responses, actually, that we got all episode. The only flip side to what was broadly a strong showing from them is I thought there were a couple moments where they it actually felt like they were driving a little too actively.
0: Yeah, they moved Specifically on too quickly. Later,
2: well, with with Natalie and Shane in particular, I was like, just let it, like, let them kind of talk. Let them keep saying things. I felt like, yes, exactly. There were a couple moments where it's like, okay, you're saying you're sad. Is it because thing A or thing B? And I was like, I don't know. My read before you asked thing A or B was that it might have been thing C, but now sure. he has to pick one of those <laughs> two things. So that was there was a, maybe just a touch too much of them actually, but yeah. broadly, I thought it was. Uh,
0: Shockingly successful and a great sweater on Nick. Liked the sweater a lot. <laughs> he did look great. I thought it was funny they weren't matching because I have to assume oh. that the other couples were told to match by production. But Really? Oh, okay. I assume so. Yeah, just, I guess They very, said yes. they yes. didn't know that the other
2: couple was coordinating. Right. That's but who what knows? I was thinking. But. Who knows?
0: But yeah, I, I thought the way that Nick and, and Vanessa were a part of this special mm-hmm. and how they kind of had to push things along to make sure like the show moved on Indicated to me the major difference between the people who go on this and the people who go on The Bachelor, which is like these people, for whatever reason, really did want to find relationships. And they actually like felt this stuff so genuinely and authentically that they weren't willing to hurt each other further for the sound bites. And I think that might be some of the editing. Like and I like regirding ourselves for the women tell all on Monday of The Bachelor. And it's like, that is just, you know, a way to increase your presence. It has, like, no actual narrative purpose. And I, I just thought, like, that this reunion really laid bare the difference between this and a lot of other shows. And wow. And I thought it was interesting.
1: Okay, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, I guess on that note, uh, one of the things <laughs> that was laid bare was the love triangle between mm. Natalie, Shane, and Shana.
0: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee
1: I mean, honestly, okay. Also, did you think Shane had lost weight? Like a yes. decent amount of weight? Yes. Anyone he else looked,
0: notice that? Absolutely. He looked really trim. And then I checked out his Instagram, which by the way, he just posted a story today that was like, I have receipts. That's yes! all it said. What is he talking about? Is that I about, don't
1: know. I, I think no it's idea. about Shake.
0: I don't think it's about uh, him and Natalie. Okay. But I don't know what that is. But yes, I noticed that as well, Amelia. And he's been posting a lot of gym videos. but. It must be awful to see yourself on television. So it's not surprising. I can't, I mean, I can't imagine oh, what But that's it like. wasn't
1: like he was. No, not at all. You know, he was, bad to begin with or anything. Yeah. No. I don't know.
0: But yeah, he, he looked very, very spelt.
1: Very, very Um, What did you think about his response to being called out several times? I guess, namely, the time when he flipped the switch on Natalie and was like, I, "Um, actually, I, 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 you should be the one upset. Or I am.
2: So uh, trying to figure out how to articulate this, I found myself like <laughs> this is gonna sound really weird. Genuinely like moved by Shane short sure. <laughs> about <throughout> the reunion. <laughs> like my heart went out to him. It really did. There were a couple moments, of course, where I was like frustrated because it felt like he was really actively trying to, and he spoke about this, like be more self-aware take and express accountability for the mistakes that he made and then there were a couple minutes where his frustration you could feel it it almost felt like uh, the Venom symbiote (laughs) <laughs> in the Marvel canon, the way like the, it just starts creeping out and it wraps <laughs> itself around you, and you don't want to let it happen, but you can't. You can't oh totally stop it, even though you know you should. That's good. And so there were a couple moments later where he was mm-hmm. like pushing back on on <laughs> Natalie a little bit, and I think even if like the the heart of the point, which is like both people in a relationship are are culpable ultimately, not always of course, but for not being on the same page, and that he had he felt really like compelled to state that there were that there were things, as, as as you have talked about all season, that there were things that Natalie like either wasn't giving him or was like actively doing that were, were hurtful. There were a couple moments where he leaned a little too far into like pushing that. Like, for example, when he said at the end, I'm just really sad and then went to like, because I want to hear like, I'm a good guy. And I was like, oh, I wanted him to say because I still love this person and like really <laughs> am just filled with remorse that we are not together, even after trying it a second time. I also thought that the like, response he had to whatever that weird exchange was about whether he and Shayna had seen each other was...
0: I'm sorry. He and Shayna have definitely fucked. They're lying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was (laughs) was troubling. (laughs) The body language and the the facial
2: expressions and he just seemed so uncomfortable. But throughout the episode, he just, he seemed like so deeply pained. Yeah. Truly, truly pained. And because that was sad, because I I felt bad, and to be clear, I felt really like, Sad for Natalie too, and then there were moments where like he kept calling out Shake when Sal said, "Hey, I'm not gonna like rehash all of these old things or mention all of these old things to the receipts point." And and Shane was like, "Good man," like he was mo- he mostly conducted himself well. I thought he just seems like broken. Yeah, it was heartbreaking.
0: <laughs> he really does. It. I agree. It is. It is quite sad. Um, I thought his facial expressions were just like very alarming. I I kind of have landed in the place of like I wouldn't want someone I know to date Shane right now, but sure. I don't think he's a bad guy. I also feel that he probably has punched a hole in every <laughs> home he's ever lived in, like he just seems like he has so much anger that he doesn't know how to channel and perhaps it would lead to punching the wall. Um but I also was just like very distracted by his um outfit. I mean, I the lack of socks on that stage was just unbelievable. Like it was striking. Well, it wasn't it Maybe was it really was the,
2: the you know, the, oh, the little the, booties the socks. Yeah. yeah I like understand. the ones that you can't
0: see. I understand. <laughs> it's it's not just about the sweaty and smelly feet and also the blisters, but like why is this the default look for men now of like cropped slacks and shoes without socks? I thought Sal looked I wonderful. Know. I thought Sal looked great. He was socked and it looked really good. <laughs> I don't know. Just really love a sock. Really confused, confused me, but I don't know, Amelia. Where where have you netted out on them? I feel like we've been through a lot with with these three. Also, like, there's so much more to get into. I know.
1: I you know I didn't like Shayna for a really long time, but I, I I feel for her and for Shane. I really do like you. Both were saying I he is. As Clayton would say, so broken. Um, (laughs) And I just feel like he still hasn't. And and obviously, I know there are other things probably as well. But it seems like his dad's death might be still a little fresh. And I don't think that ever goes away. And, you know, he talked about wanting to give grandkids to his mom. And so I think he really wants this. He just doesn't know how to express himself always in the healthiest ways, you know?
2: Yeah. And he did, like, he did say that a few times. He said that he was ashamed. He said he was embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there were kind of two things that, like, were almost equally palpable. He is still heartbroken that this relationship didn't work out. Yeah. I think he's also really confronting watching himself and seeing his behavior bear out, right? And, like, that doesn't, again, I think we're all on the same page. Like, that doesn't mean he's a bad person. People are flawed. That's why. That's why we're... Human beings, not sure. to go all Nick Lachey and observe that we're human <laughs> beings, but that's why we're human beings. We're flawed. People make mistakes. It's and true. to his credit, I think he's trying to like become more self-aware and yeah. reflect, but it's, it seems to be a, a challenging thing for him to really like stare that in the face. And it, no. it, it would be for a lot of us, I think.
1: I so. totally agree. And I think it's hard, you know, doing it on a reality show and then you get everyone on social media kind of shitting on you. And again, I think, you know, to the point where he was like, you have to take blame for some of it, Um, was just, I mean, I can totally understand why he feels that way because he probably did feel attacked and felt like, you know, she has some flaws too, but everyone seems to be picking her side. But was that the most, um, I don't know, progressive
2: or best way to go about it? Probably not. But Well, especially because it felt like in that specific moment when he was like tripling down on pushing for that, she actually was expressing that. I thought, like, she was actually saying these are the mistakes I made and this is how, like, the things that I did um, upset you and I recognize that. So I think, again, he kind of, it seems like maybe, like, kind of latches on to a feeling and then kind of can't really, like, shake it. But I don't know. I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, still, no, I think I'm rooting so. for those
2: two. I, no, I'm, I'm actually
0: yeah. still rooting for Shane and Natalie to give it another go when I'm they're not. a little bit further away from all of this. I am not. I don't think they're a good match, but I but I, I do like them. I also thought that Shane made a really good point when when Vanessa was like, why were you flir-? like, you had a very different flirtation with Shayna than the conversations you had with Natalie. <laughs> no, God. That was so uncomfortable. Yeah. But I thought his answer was like pretty normal. Like, as as my therapist has told me, different people serve a different function in your life. And that extends to relationships. <laughs> yeah. And I and also like he he's right. Like just because you have a connection with one person on this show doesn't mean that you should stop talking to anyone else. So Yes, he handled that last conversation where she, where Shayna finally said like how she was feeling really poorly. I thought until that point, like he wasn't really messing up. I mean, I personally am repulsed by him asking what she's wearing as right. it remains to haunt me. <laughs> but I thought that was actually really um, an answer from him.
1: No, I know. He took responsibility for things, which I appreciate. And he seems genuinely like a nice person. But, you know, the
0: most. The most surprising part of that triangle to me is how little Natalie spoke, which yes. indicates to me that she is also really upset. When she did start yeah. crying, she, she when she start, yeah. started talking, she yeah. cried, and so it's yeah. very, it's very raw a for lot of pain. them. Yeah.
1: <sighs> well, wish them the best.